0: Hello, the non-existent signs scream. They envelop you in hugs from ancestors long past, and they whisper in your ears, begging for you to stay. It's not messed up here, they say. No one pressures you here, they say. What are you talking about? Working a job you hate and living a life you wish you didn't have? You're just exaggerating, and at any rate... That doesn't happen here. They say, ghosts come here to rest. Magic is rampant and it is all normal. Welcome to this place between the clouds. Welcome viewers. Sorry that the broadcast started late, but I had an interesting interview. And by interview, I mean that the station was broken into, I was dragged out of bed, which is a rather jarring experience, taken to the police station, chained to a chair, as everyone I ever knew and met stood around me and voted yes for sending me down to the underworld. This wasn't a dream. Don't worry, I didn't do anything illegal. Remember in the last broadcast, we encountered a number of... Horrific things, to say the least. So it was unanimously decided that I, the blessed and honored person that I am, gets to go down to the underworld to check it out. Normally, it's fine. Occupational hazard, you know. But what the actual hell? I don't get paid. If you're gonna send me down to possible death, maybe give me some compensation some incentive, you know, besides bodily harm. But, you know, it's my job that I don't like and that I don't care about. Hey, uh, what if I made a show where I complained about my job and I got other people on the air to complain about theirs? Or what if... We actually did more commercial breaks in which you can tune out and I can earn some cash. For the latter, at least, you don't have a choice. It turns out that a lot of companies out there wanted to plug something in. Even ones that aren't in our city. Like bats illuminated, lights for all your nights, and you know I couldn't not do it to them. Is that last one even a company? Hmm. Seems so. Ah, that's my cue to buzz out of here. Uh, abandon you all to the unmerciless, unmerciless. Shoot, I was going somewhere with that. I swear, words, you abandon me. Anyways, I will leave you with a lot of uh, pre-recorded messages. Have fun, y'all. Have you ever found yourself in need of a bath? You know you have. After all, what else could it be that your parents' eyes are begging you? Please, my child, the eyes say. I may seem happy, but you smell colossally. Please, run to the bath. Run to the bath. But you, oh blind child, even blind adult, do not see. Your eyes do not comprehend the obvious message in front of you. And so you are the cause of your parents' slow demise. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, but worry no longer. With baths illuminated, we give you the lightometer, which, fueled by the impulses of the brains and the people around you, tells you when you should take a bath. Note, this is not an exact science, and it's quite possible you may get radium poisoning, but better than causing your own parents' death. A. Note 2. The Lido Meter self-destructs every other half-hour, so use it wisely or get destroyed. The Lido Meter, brought to you by Bads Illuminated, Always here to serve your bathing needs. Gurgle, gurgle, punch the gerbil. face. Lace, case, all in an attempt to save no one. Stranger danger, pick and sever. Chew up remains, leave them behind. Dark and night, someone's light will punch the evil gerbil in the face. Brought to you by Jammers Laminated Pants. Have you ever gotten sick of all these have-you-ever questions? Like, seriously. We've all felt fear. Yates some original for asking if we've ever seen fire. Also, I have not been stranded on an island with boys trying to kill me, thank you very much. Like, no one has. Alright. We at Lights for All Your Nights understand this annoyance. Which is why we make our commercials about them, bringing this inconvenience to light. Buy from Light for All Your Nights to continue supporting our messages. Get an axe cuts fox kit. Likes no goal cool, but why I hate running. Great tax evasion recommended, not necessary but needed. Everyone dies jam honey jelly in a distant stomach. God. Tongue translation is terrible. This is the tale you must have in Jam. Food. Bacon. We are a market. Good food come at in ten minutes. The bridge. Savings all everywhere. Everyone you once knew, they rest now, beneath the soil, beneath the rocks. The only indication that they were here are the stone markers. You stand there, waiting for it to appear. It does not take long in the coming. It is a horrific being. It floats in the air, arms outstretched. But before it takes you, you must ask, why? Why did you do it to them? This eldritch abomination looks at a cruel, cruel laugh. You know that I couldn't not do it to them. And you are gone. Hey guys! Uh, you miss me? If not, too bad, because you're stuck with me. Anyways, let's cut to the chase and I'll tell you what happened. Robert had me get into a harness and added some weights for me to hold so I could actually, you know, go down. I was to go there for a number of minutes. I forget exactly how long. Celia shot me the smuggest grin and... (sighs) Anyways, I descended down with my trusty weights in hand. The cold settled in first. Like you never really appreciate the cold unless you're slowly descending. Then later, of course, it got warmer, but I was still shivering. It was also exceptionally foggy, which I suppose is planned so the Underworlders don't get freaked out. But hey, a person's gotta see, you know? Besides, they probably would have just called me a UFO and be done with it. Oh, also, an uh segment. People get relieved when they are told something's a UFO, but when you tell them that you don't know what the unidentified flying object is, they get freaked out. Anyways, I went down. It took a while. My arms got rather sore until I felt the rope stop. I gazed around as one does, but the fog obscured too much. Then, at the corner of my eye, I saw it. I couldn't see the details of course, but it was a small, sort of like a mouse of a figure. It was shaking, not from the cold I think. There were horns, I think. Overall kind of monstrous. I wondered if the creature had ever seen the sun, And then, in a moment of brilliant thought and event association, I concluded that this creature was probably from below the buffs. I admit, I was a bit biased. I snarled, because I remembered what happened to the scientist. And the creature, which had seen me, shrieked. Perhaps it was a battle cry, or something. Then I felt three tugs on the rope, and I let go of the weights and shot back up. I would have liked to stay, give the creature a piece of my mind. But then it occurred to me that this one was probably also oppressed. It was too late to say anything, though. So, that was that. No near-death experiences, but also no money. Few observations, and the whole thing, to be honest, was rather dull. I almost fell asleep a couple of times on the way down. It was not all that that it was crapped up to be. Seems like life has been like that lately. (sighs) It's colder tonight than I think it was last night. Turn up the heaters, be grateful you have heaters, and pile those blankets on top of you. Hug your loved ones tonight, and if you have none, well, I'm willing to give hugs. Good night, and sweet dreams, viewers. Sweet dreams.
1: Dictation number one. The mayor is the single undisputed, ruling monarch of Dark Below the Bluffs. Citizens of Dark Below the Bluffs, this is your government radio. Citizens, before we start, I have to tell you that we have someone very, very exciting coming on the show later, but I won't ruin the surprise now. I have to start, as always, with the news. As you may well have noticed, citizens, we have a mild infestation of origami cranes in Dark Below the Bluffs at the moment. The cranes do not yet appear to be a danger to health and safety, however, the government would request that the maker of these somehow mobile and sentient folded pieces of paper to cease and desist, and would also quite like to know exactly where this individual got a hold of this vast amount of paper. It's one sheet allowed a week, citizens. Do not break this limit, or there will be serious consequences. A fact that the crane maker will no doubt be discovering very shortly, courtesy of the police. In the meantime, do your part for our town and do your best to wrangle any errant paper cranes and deliver them to the police department. Moving along, citizens, I am so, so, so excited to get to introduce our very special guest on the show today. I tell you, I fainted at the news that she herself was coming, but I swear it to be true. Citizens of Dark Below the Bluffs, I give you the, uh, oh, no,
2: not the mayor. Ha! No, of course not, you silly creature. I am not our glorious and eternal mayor, however, may she reign, forever, may she live. I am her chief representative. Oh, well, hello, ma'am. Welcome to Did the- you really think that our mayor was going to come to your festering, pathetic, dingy little scumhole of a station to waste her heavenly breath talking to you? Um, yeah, I was quite excited, actually. <laughs> How unbelievably deplorable of you. <laughs> well, anyway, ma'am, what may I call you? You, scum rat! may call me Deborah. D- Deborah? Yes, infidel. Okay, okay. Now,
1: I was told that the mayor had an important proclamation that she wanted to announce on the
2: air. Ha, savage, all her proclamations are important. Yes, of course. I assume you will be relaying this proclamation. Indeed, yes. I have been given the highest possible honor of announcing for you, sirs, your illustrious mayor's proclamation. Ahem. Dearest loyal subjects of my city, dark below the bluffs, I would first like to address recent troubling events. Events I am certain you are all aware of. Invaders from another place, indeed, another world, it would seem. Disruptors of our peaceful existence. Abductors of an innocent little scientist and monsters from our very own nightmares. Now, I know that your natural desire in response to these horrors is to cower and hide, to disappear and beg to not be noticed, and I commend this. However, I have pondered on this crisis for quite some time now, and I have surmised that perhaps the best way to defend ourselves is not, in this occurrence, to simply hide ourselves from sight, but maybe to discover more about our aggressors. Now, I realize that this new prospect will cause your simple hearts panic, but I do assure you that this is in your very best interest. The way in which I propose we go about this bold exploration of the unknown is by one incredibly lucky individual traveling through the mysterious portal and reporting back to us on their findings. I have, of course, already selected the honored individual for this important task, whose name I've written on the back of this paper. Deborah, if you don't mind. Oh, that's me. Let's see here in the name of the unbelievably fortunate citizen to be honored with a task from the divine mayor herself in all her resplendent glory of boldly checking out and discovery of the yet unknown is oh i don't believe it what why who is it inconceivable who it's you what my thoughts exactly hold on there's further writing <clears throat> Dearest loyal subjects, you have no doubt just found out the name of the Chosen. To clarify, yes, I have selected your dear little radio announcer, whom so faithfully relays your necessary daily information to your listening ears day by day for the task, due to her superb skills with the mic and your full trust in her words. Deborah, it is time. Prepare her. Subjects, that will be all. Oh, um,
1: citizens, you heard that as I did. I am the Chosen One! I guess. Time to go,
2: scoundrel, and bring your petty mic with you.
1: Well, as Deborah drags me off to a fate I am as yet still rather unsure about, I will bring you to this pre-recorded message. Yeah, yes, I'm coming! This is a pre-recorded message for when I am being dragged out of the station to the unknown. A small house sits upon a hill overlooking the dark, roiling sea. Inside it, it holds years of memory, happiness, joy, pain, and grief. A child, another, sister, brother, lover, father, mother, grandpa, grandma, sister, brother, whom all loved one another. But now the house sits, still and silent, conversing not with the waves or wind, or with the pestering gulls that land upon it, tearing the silence with their deriding laughs. Laughs at what was once, but is now still and silent, a cold rock of warm memory, kept safe inside from tearing algid gales. And so the house waits through tormented loneliness for what may never come. End of pre-recorded message. Citizens, I told you before that I was unsure of my impending fate. Well, citizens, I can now tell you that I am very sure that I do not like this. I repeat, I do not like this. Not one little bit. I have a rope tied around my waist and I am in position under the mysterious portal. I have my mobile mic with me, ready to record the mysteries I discover in the outside void. And oh goodness, Deborah has given me the signal and now I am bending my knees as instructed. And after a brief moment of silent introspection and wondering exactly how my life has led me up to this point, I jump. And now, citizens, I am floating, flying upwards towards the bright light of the portal. The light is so blinding that I must close my eyes and still I rise. The light dims and I'm I'm opening my eyes and I can see nothing. Everything seems to be covered in a wispy fog, and no prominent features can be seen. I feel the rope go tight, and I am hovering in place, still pulling slightly upwards. I am scanning the horizon for something, anything, but I do not see a single Oh my god. Citizens, there is, there is a sh- sh- shape. it is, but it's there. I, I cower and I, I try to hide among the fog, but it's hurting. Citizens, it has seen me, it is
0: straining towards me, and it lets out a snarl, and I not give
1: you the <coughs> hello there again, citizens. You are wondering what happened at the end there. Well, it is kind of embarrassing. In my understandably blinding fear and panic, I passed out and dropped my mic set. Deborah reeled me back into safety, and once I had reawoken, gave me a piece of her mind, then handed me back my mangled mic set, which apparently fell on her head. And I am sorry, I am, but I have to confess I am mostly glad to be back on safe ground. I do not know what that frightening creature I saw was, but I have a vague suspicion is related to the other horrible creature that invaded our town on multiple occasions. Anywho, like I said, I am happy to be safe and secure in my cozy little station here in our glorious city of dark below the bluffs. And as honored as I am to have served in our, our illustrious mayor, forever may she reign, forever may she live. Please, 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 please never make me do that again, said Deborah she looked jealous to me. And on that hopeful note, dearest safe citizens, I bid you sweet farewell until the next broadcast. Stay safe, citizens. Stay safe.